Welcome. To Arcade Audio. What's this? What's this? There's color everywhere. What's this? There's white things in the air. What's this? I can't believe my eyes. I must be dreaming. Wake up, Jack. This isn't fair. What's this? What's this? What's this? There's something very wrong. What's this? There's people singing songs. What's this? The streets are lined with little creatures laughing. Everybody seems so happy. Have I possibly gone daffy? What is this? What's this? There's children throwing snowballs instead of throwing heads. They're busy building toys and absolutely no one's dead. There's frost in every window. Oh, I can't believe my eyes. And in my bones I feel the warmth that's coming from inside. Oh, look, what's this? The hanging mistletoe. They kiss? Why, that looks so unique. Inspired! The gathering around here is story roasting chestnuts on a fire. What's this? Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Married With Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Well, you're older now. It's official. You're rude. <laughs> you're it is, rude. doesn't help that we're doing it two weeks before it actually yeah, happens. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> well, I have, to, I have to put myself in the time frame, the mindset, of when the people that are listening to this are going to be in. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Samantha's birthday has passed us. She's now 32 years old. Thanks for putting all my stuff on blast like that. I appreciate it. Everyone's uh, ate their, their Christmas dinners and unwrapped their presents and had a jolly good time. Hopefully. And now we're here to finish out the year strong. Our last podcast of 2018. Oh, my gosh. Um... Yeah, and finish out our holiday season with um, with your selection. Your My movie. selection. Um, if you're new here, what we do every single week, we watch a random movie, we talk about it, we talk about our lives, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's how we roll. We It's a little different for us here. Normally, we're recording, you know... As we are releasing episodes, so we're able to keep up with the world, keep up with events. But the holidays are a very trying time for us in terms of house guests, visitors, and and work, and a lot of stuff going Plans on. So and... uh, we're recording this on December eleventh, two thousand eighteen, one day after we recorded last week's episode, Christmas Story. So we knocked out all the movies we have to to tackle and see. Um, before you know, our house is is run amok from amok. dogs, amok. Amok, dogs amok, amok. and zangries and mothers. Um, so yeah, so sorry about that. Hopefully, it's not how it's going to be all the time, um, every December. Um, also, because it's your birthday, so it's, birthday. it's kind of fitting that your birthday is always is coincides with insanity. Um, cool, great, thanks. <laughs> What I don't think we've discussed what what is some of your favorite birthday moments or memories from from your life? Do you have any? Uh, no. Okay, great. <laughs> so why is, why are we celebrating? <laughs> no, no. It it's hard for me to talk about sometimes. Um, a lot of my favorite memories happened after I became an adult. I don't remember large parts of my childhood. Uh, well, because they were so long ago, because you're old. But this time of year always blends together for me because, you know, I was in school, and then I would celebrate the holidays with my family, but not really a lot of my friends because it, you know, is Christmas time, you know, winter break, all that kind of stuff. People weren't ever really around, but, you know, I just would spend it mostly with my family, um... Yeah, I just like to be with friends and family on my birthday. Um, sometimes it's hard for me to talk about. Uh, I don't know if I've said it on the show before. My grandfather died the day after my 19th birthday. So it was really hard because for a few years, all people would say is, you know, sorry for his passing. Like, at least he saw your birthday. Like, at least he was there long enough to celebrate with you. Which, in the moment, is is a very heartfelt thing to say. But 
it was just really hard for me to process. So for a couple of years, I didn't really like to draw focus on my birthday. Um, but then I met you, and you spoiled the shit out of me, so I don't care now. Um, but no, I, I mean, it's just a hard time of year to have a birthday. But I liked always, you know, being with my friends, well, my family mostly, um, going out to a nice dinner, watching TV or movies, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Um, you know, the last few years I've always had a really nice birthday dinner made for me. Um, so those memories are usually pretty great. So, yeah, you get filet mignon and lobster tail. Yeah, it's pretty painstakingly nice. made every single birthday because it's my Christmas Eve tradition in my family. So yeah. I thought that's pretty appropriate for you to celebrate a birthday. Yeah. You had to open up presents early. It's so, kind of a jip though because they get two presents only. No, not necessarily. Yeah, that's always what it is. No, oh, I, I get to open one and you I get op- two. No, I op- that's not how it is at all. I open up like two cuz my my tradition was when I got older for Christmas was my mom just didn't want to wake up super early in the morning anymore because I knew that, spoiler alert, Santa Claus isn't real. And, um, we'll get to it. And uh, we would open presents on Christmas Eve and then sleep in and do whatever else on Christmas. Yeah. Well, um, and I don't, I don't like to do that anymore. I mean, I'm sure we'll do it eventually with Jillian. Um, no, Christmas Eve is my day. But, uh, there's no, your butt, but, but I, I, the, there's like five or six things in that bag over there for you. Cool. I think that's your um, birthday bag. I don't remember. No, but, your birthday bag's in the other room. What's in that bag? I don't remember. Ah, I know. <laughs> but no, my probably my favorite memories um, from when I was a child on my birthday was my mom wanting to sleep in, making mm-hmm. a scavenger hunt for me around the house mm-hmm. uh, for me to figure out, find my presents, and then wait till, you know, 1130 to go in, the, in, in and wake her up. Um, so that... that that's probably my favorite memory, and I've shared that with you. I've shared that on the show, uh, how much I love scavenger hunts and puzzles, things like that. So, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's what I like. Nice. Well, let's talk about today. You picked my this year. Pick. We're doing each one of us got to pick a holiday movie, and for your birthday, we broke all the rules and allowed you to pick a movie that you've nominated before that had a chance to be watched. Uh, really, nobody wants to tackle this. Um, it's kind of. Apropos, it's for your birthday because your birthday is literally the nightmare before Christmas. So, thank you so much for that marvelous introduction. You're welcome. So, this is Walt Disney Pictures presents Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Tim Burton's? Yeah, Tim Burton. It's not like you said Tim Burton, but that's fine. What'd you say I said? No, go on. I hate these. Now digitally restored and remastered with state-of-the-art technology, the Nightmare Before Christmas Collector's Edition is deeper, darker, and more brilliant than ever, just as Tim Burton originally envisioned it, on Blu-ray disc. Bored with the same old scare-and-scream routine, Pumpkin King Jack Skellington longs to spread the joy of Christmas, but his merry mission puts Santa in jeopardy and creates a nightmare for good little boys and girls everywhere. Hear the genius of Danny Elfman's sensational music in 7.1 surround sound as the fantastic talents and imagination of Tim Burton and Henry Selleck come to life in stunning high def. The Nightmare Before Christmas, now even more eerie and extraordinary on Blu-ray high definition. Oh, that was rough city. Let me see this real quick. Let go. <laughs> oh, you didn't pluralize imaginations. That's bullshit. You did not. That's you bullshit. You honestly did not. That's bullshit. You, you, you said the same kind of thing. You paused. You said the same kind of thing on a previous episode. No you way. Paused. No fucking way. You paused no and way. still said it wrong. No fucking way. I think that counts. It does not count. I think you. No. You, it doesn't count. You did the same right. thing. Because it's because it's your birthday. I want an asterisk recorded. Oh, for okay. It. My my one asterisk compared to your four asterisks. No, you're just making numbers. I'm not! For Split, for Trapped in Paradise, for Friends with Kids. All had asterisks. I don't believe that at all. Yes, they did. Whatever. You're an asshole. So, I think as we discussed, I had never seen this movie before. Um, This is... Do you want to go into why this was your? Pick? I mean, I just love this movie. Mm-hmm. I love the music in this movie. 
Although it gets ruined when someone tells you to shut up, but that's neither here nor there. So sorry, um, let's, let's start right there, huh? Let's start with the fact that I have never seen this before. I wasn't and doing it loudly. And it doesn't matter. I can still hear you. You're well, talking. Don't pay attention to You're me. talking during the fucking movie. You don't talk during a movie. Yeah, sip on that marshmallow. Sip it. I don't know if you put mini marshmallows in there because regular sized marshmallows are mini marshmallows to you. You don't have to be mean. You big mouth. <laughs> so anytime you watch a Disney movie, it's a miracle that I still enjoy them because you insist on doing it, on singing along when, guess what? The people singing it are much better and it's, it, it, it's easier to he- listen to and hear as opposed to you doing it. So especially for something... I'm sorry, what? Especially for something that I've never watched before that I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what they're saying. I'd really like it if that was all I heard. And you did acquiesce after three times of me asking. Twice. It was three times. That's okay. Twice. <laughs> Nevertheless, go on. No, I'm done. <laughs> Why you like this movie? Aside from being able to sing the music mm-hmm. whenever I want, mm-hmm. on the top of my lungs. Mm-hmm. I don't know, it's just a classic movie. I mean, I, I love the concept of it. Um, it, is, I, it is a very original concept. I watched it just over and over and over again as a kid. Um, I just I just love the whole, the whole thing. I love all the, the characters. I just think it's it's a it's a great movie and it's so different than anything else Disney had done up to this point, especially in the uh, Renaissance part of Disney. Um, just come in the middle of the Renaissance, yeah. Yeah, I, so I just really like I just enjoyed it overall. Um, but I I think I liked the music like when I was younger. You know, I didn't really understand anything. Um, but as I got older, I just came to appreciate a lot of the. Uh, like the a lot of like the little details and like the little things. Heavily detailed. Yeah, very heavily detailed. But like I just came to appreciate just a lot more of it. So I think it's a very smart movie on some different levels. Um, aside from like the music and like the lights and like the little characters for like kids. Like Jillian, we watched this movie with Jillian, our daughter. She did, yes. She was captivated. She was staring at this movie the entire time. But like watching it and like listening to like the dialogues and like the different things like the news reports and everything else like I just really I just like everything that goes into this movie what about you? so I'd never seen it before um didn't know what to expect you didn't like it did you? not particularly no I can I can why? I can thoroughly appreciate how amazing this movie looks I I enjoyed for 1993. I enjoyed watching it and and just trying to pick out everything that I see. It is a smorgasbord for your eyes. Absolutely cannot cannot disagree with that whatsoever. Um, and ultimately, I don't think that it's there's anything necessarily wrong with it besides a couple things that I think you're just, just an asshole. No, just based off of what I kind of know in pop culture or like I've seen because of how popular this is now with everybody that I had expectations of going into that I don't think lived up to it which I'll get to but I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with it I just don't think it's my kind of movie like I just didn't like it's a very original story um the the music is fine I, I think it's a little too Man, it's a little too Tim Burton for me, and I like Tim Burton. Obviously not. I like Tim Burton. Because then you would Burton. like this movie. First of all, he didn't. He just fucking produced it. He didn't write it. He didn't direct it. He came up with the idea. Okay, so he came up with the idea, and he didn't do anything else with it. He just handed it off to somebody else who's busy making Batman Returns. Um, I just think for my taste, and just say I still think it's a good movie. I still think it is very well done. I just didn't necessarily find myself singing along. Well, or, yeah, because you haven't seen it. You don't know the fucking words. That's or like, even sense. like, I, I wouldn't, like, besides... Yeah, because you were too busy yelling at me for singing along. Besides, what's this? I, I like grouch. that song. 
I didn't like many of the other songs. You like Halloween Town? It was fine. <laughs> it's, it's as far as like I can get with it. I I thought that it, it was it was very Grinchy. Also, like it's like a lot of it's largely like the Grinch. Like this guy wants he doesn't want to steal Christmas. Well, yeah, yeah, he steals fucking Santa Claus, kidnaps Santa Claus, and he takes over his job. Uh, not for the purpose of like ruining or killing Christmas, for like just because he's bored and he wants something new. Um, I, I I think that whole like segment of it was a little you're so mad get the fuck out of my house <laughs> i just think also it was really short it's like 71 minutes like 75 minutes with credits and i think it just it drags in parts it shouldn't drag and then all of a sudden it's like oh well we got 10 minutes left time for jack to realize he was wrong and time to save the day bye oogie boogie oh he realizes this woman loves him i guess i'll love her too the end Santa fixed everything. Like, it just... And it was maybe a little too frenetic and, like, scattered in those regards. I knew I was going to get these fucking looks and raked over the coals for everything that I felt. Again, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It's not. No, I think that's exactly what you just said. No, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I'm just saying that I didn't necessarily enjoy as many of the factors in it. But I still think... It is technically fucking impressive as hell. Like, stop-motion animation, especially as beautiful as this. Like, this looks like it was made tomorrow, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. Um, I think it's it does also sound great. Very good voice acting. Very good music. Yeah. Well, like, Danny Elfman sang as Jack Skellington. So yes. It's hard to... I didn't know Danny Elfman was, like, a, like a singer. He's everything, man. <laughs> Danny Elfman's everything, man. Everything. No, so, <laughs> no, I'm George Carlin and Cars. <laughs> You're fucking weirdo. Um, I mean, it's got a, it's a, got a really interesting cast. As a Tim Burton movie, Actually, or a Tim, like, you know, whatever you want. But to not consider. like with Tim Burton regulars, but it's got like a really interesting cast of people who who do the voice acting for it. Um, but do you understand any of my points? Like, do you? No. So you don't agree with any of them? No. So what, do you have any negative critiques on this movie? No. So you don't ever critically look at the movies? Like, no, I always no. find something negative to say about every movie no. that I watch. Yeah, okay, fine. So, I think it was too short. It could have been longer. Okay. For your point about runtime, yep, it could have been longer. Um, I don't think it was, it was... I don't think it was too frantic when you're caught up in the excitement and the, the emotion of the movie. When you're, like, setting yourself apart from it and you're just, like, being a lump on a log, then, yeah, I could see where it could be too frantic and you think that it's going, like, boom, 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 because you're not into it. That's a personal problem, I think. <laughs> um, and a lot of the, like, like, all these, like, weirdo characters, like, I don't need to... I don't need to. It was just very dark. I couldn't I see the. I couldn't see I the. Uh, how long we've been going here? Cool. Um, you didn't like Lock, Shock, and Barrel. I like them. I like Lock, Shock, and Barrel a lot. I like. I wish there was more of them. Like I like those characters. I love Lock, Shock, and Barrel. Are, are a lot of fun. Like they were very funny and entertaining. I paid attention to that. I liked uh, when Jack actually goes out and does Christmas. That whole sequence, and you know the kid takes his shrunken head out and. You know, all the reactions to what everything's happening. Like, I like that stuff. It was, like, the payoff. But I thought, like, the journey to get there was very... So this movie... You don't get enough Oogie Boogie for me to really connect with him as a villain or, like, what his whole deal is or his purpose. Um, my big... You know what my biggest gripe about it is, though, in terms of, like, story stuff? I don't know for the longest fucking time I have seen on the internet in... Jack and Sally are in love. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool, great. Uh, you don't get that at all. Yes, you do. She's some weird little stalker chick. She's not a weird little stalker chick. And he, he didn't know she exists. He's like, oh, yeah, this is a girl. And at the end, he's like, oh, it was you. Oh, cool, great. Let's be in love. Like, you see all these fucking, like, dream scenarios of, like, girls want to be Sally and guys want to be Jack. And them, like, living together forever. And all these, like, iconic images of them, like, together. And, like, that's not, that doesn't fucking happen. Like, like it is a shitty love story, if that's what they're trying to accomplish. I do acquiesce to that point. Thank you. 
I never knew it was a love story when I was younger. Okay. Because it's not the main, that's not the main plot point. Of, that's probably the no. MacGuffin of this movie. I hate you so much. <laughs> but can, but are, are are we wrong in that, like, that seems to be, if you walk into, like, a fucking hot oh, no, topic. Oh, no, 100%. Or, or you see, like, fucking Facebook Jack posts. Jack and Sally like, forever. That's, that's what it is, right? All it is. And I thought It annoys me because... I love. Trust okay, me, good. I love all the Nightmare Before Christmas I'm glad Christmas that that's the one thing you can kind of see my point on because. No, I do. I mean, I it was... see it more. I think the more I watch it, the more I can see it. In terms of like a love story. That was the one thing I was hanging my hat but... on once it started. I was like, I don't know if this is gonna kind of like be my thing. I was like, but I know like this is very famous. So like. Yeah. Th- and like that happened. I'm like, that's it. But yeah. So like I I yeah like the more I get it, but. For me, it's not like a driving force in this movie. I don't feel like it drives the plot at all. I don't think it really adds or takes away really from it because I think she's a good, she's an important character regardless of her relation to Jack because of everything that she does. And I will agree with you in that had it been more important, I think it would have, I would have actually not liked the movie in any like way whatsoever yeah it just for me it was very jarring because as an outsider that's all you ever hear about or see it's like how many fucking places sell like those costumes together and like every ornament is the two of them so like 100 percent. for that to be kind of like the b plot was surprising like the a plot is is him him, like his wanting to to take over christmas better so like Make he Christmas largely better. like yeah. is a villain, not a villain, because he he means he, he well. Is. He's like an anti-hero. Yeah, he's yeah, he is the Grinch, and he doesn't have a moment. Literally, he changes when he fails. <laughs> he's like, "Well, I just got blown out of the sky," but that was still kind of fun. And it's not like Santa's like Jack. I understand Santa's like you done fucked up, Jack. I'm out of here. Peace. I gotta go fix your bullshit. That's yeah. a quote from the movie. From Santa. Line by line. But, right. So, and, and I think that that also shows, like, an important character flaw, I guess. Like, he, he does this. He gets so enthusiastic, so into it. Fails. And, like, he fails. Like, that's it. Like, they don't say, oh, no, you actually succeeded. No, like, you fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, well, he of, succeeds in, in kind of saving face by saving Santa Claus and saving Sally. And, you know, well, supposing Oogie Boogie is just a bunch of fucking worms. Yeah. Or slugs or whatever the fuck. Bugs. Bugs. The bugs! That's been it for this week's episode. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I can acquiesce to that point about the love story. Um, what else? So let's talk a little bit about. So you like Lock, Shock, and Barrel. I like them. I like, I like their, their again. I I like a lot of the voice actors. I like a lot of the characters. I, like I just the, I like I like Oogie Boogie. I I do agree. I wish it we had more Oogie Boogie. I think again, he's a really good villain. I see him in all these different forms, like yeah, everywhere. But then you also have to remember that this is like a lot of this plot is said through the music. So when Lock, Shock, and Barrel are, are singing about kidnapping Santa Claus, Sandy Claus. They also sing about Oogie Boogie and how terrifying he is and he has to be kept down in that hole because of the havoc he can I cause. I said I didn't get any of that. Like, I, you know, because you weren't paying attention. I was paying attention. If you attention. had listened to me singing, I think you would have picked up on more of it. I, I wouldn't have picked up on anything because I would have put a pillow over my face. Um, I like those characters. I like the mayor. Um, yeah, I liked... That's where they got the idea for Harvey Dent from. No, it's not. <laughs> Just kidding. I know it's not. That was a lie. It's not. Um, I I didn't necessarily like the the doctor character. I like I like the guy who plays him because he's the grumpy uncle from Christmas Vacation. Um, I like that voice actor, but I didn't like necessarily like the character. And again, that like C plot and that like he's basically like. Not controlling Sally, but like he created, he her. created her, and he doesn't want her to like the Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, he doesn't want her to like. He doesn't want anyone else to have her. Have her, and there's no like payoff to that. Like at the end, he's just like being like whirled around by like his. He made someone else better. That, that, for him. That's I feel ex- like you just blacked out on parts of the movie because they explained that. 
I said, I he picked up the that. skull and it was his same face and he said he was going to make his own. They put half of his brain I in saw it. that. I thought that was one of the reindeer. No. He said he was going to make her better than that that like no good Sally girl or wretched So girl. but he doesn't get any comeuppance now he just has this other person that like he gets off? Well, comeuppance. It's Halloween town. Everyone's evil. Yeah but there's like certain layers of evilness. Like, Jack's not through and through evil. Yeah, he's the most terrifying. He's the king of the pumpkin patch. Oogie Boogie was scared of Jack Skellington. That's the whole point. I really feel like you need to watch this movie again, and you really need to pay attention to the to the smaller details, because Oogie Boogie is this terrifying creature that mm -hmm. has to be, like, locked in this hole in the ground, and only lock, shock, and barrel really go there, right? But then... He's scared of Jack. The only reason why he does what he does and tries to kill Santa, kill Sally, whatever, is because he heard Jack was dead. So he thinks he's going to become into power and everything, but then Jack shows up and Oogie's terrified. Well, I got that part. Right, because Jack is the, the king. He, he's, he's everything. He is Jack Skellington. Ah, uh, now I got it. Okay, thanks. Did you not listen to the first song? I did. I did. This is Halloween. Yeah, this is Halloween. This is Halloween. Is this a Christmas movie? Halloween. 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 That's, a, that's an argument. It's a. It's about the nightmare before Christmas. It's a Halloween and a Christmas movie. If it's if you had to, it's pick about how Christmas is taking over the world and coming oh, out before Halloween shit. decorations even come out. Poor shit. Yeah, you can suck a dick. <laughs> I did like they kidnapped the Easter Bunny, and the Easter Bunny was just like, "What's going on?" <laughs> Been great. Surprised it didn't poop jelly beans. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we hit the rule of three. We hit the rule of threes on our bunny movies this year. <laughs> we'll take it. We should watch Harvey, <laughs> the big bunny movie <laughs> from like Ernest Borgnine in like the fifties. I think that's what it's called. We own. We own it. It's a very famous, uh, like I guess sounds a comedy. great. I think it's Ernest Borgnine. Hold on. Look it up. Make sure, man, we fucked up. Harvey film. 1950s American comedy drama. Yeah. Uh, it's about a man whose best friend is uh, an invisible, a uh, six foot, three and a half inch tall invisible rabbit named Harvey. Yeah. Not crazy. Cool. I can't wait. It wasn't Ernest Borgnine, it was Jimmy Stewart. That's going to be even better. Oh, well, oh, why am I trying a Jimmy Stewart right now? That's not how I'm ending the year. This is how we should end the year. Greetings and felicitations, everybody. Dr. Teeth here once again. I mean, my big debut this year. We got so we to gotta say, say goodbye to everybody. You, and yeah. talk about New Year's resolutions. What are, what are, you, what are you resoluting to? Keep doing the same thing. So you're... you're resolution is to just keep keep on teething. keep on keeping on keep on teething that's not a thing excuse you keep okay. what i tried don't you're rude i am not did you like this movie what movie we watch tonight the nightmare before christmas i just came in the door right now didn't see a lick of it this this podcast is about movies we review them i'm aware so how can you be on here if you don't watch the movie? It's a free country. What's the last movie you saw? The last movie I saw? Yeah. What's, uh, I don't think I've seen one. Ever? Nope. Get I'm too out. busy practicing with the electric mayhem. Get out of here. All right. See you in 2019. He just wheelied out of here. He did. He um, sure did. He sure did. A oh, callback. one of the cute little cameos I thought um, in this movie was when they're doing all like the presents and stuff, and mm. then the sandworm. Comes. Yeah, yeah, sandworms in the movie. Sandworms. Oh, hi, Beetlejuice. How are you? Two weeks in a row. That's you know it's the holiday season. When they got Beetlejuice. Yeah. Did you like? Uh, have you seen this movie before? I have. It's a Christmas? requirement being a Tim Burton character. You have to oh. see all of his movies, which oh, makes great. the past few years really fucking difficult. Oh boy! But it's okay. It's okay. all right. It's all right. Good, good. All right. Did you see the sandworm cameo in this movie? The baby yeah. sandworm. Yeah, I hate them. Baby, even if they're babies. That's... You don't like the babies, even. Nope. Why not? Nope. Because they're sandworms. What are they? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. Huh? Sandworms. Huh?
Sandworms. Huh? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. What? You're not gonna win the sandworms. What? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. Huh? Sandworms. Huh? Sandworms. Huh? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. What? Sandworms. I can do this all night. Sandworms. Sandworms. Huh? Sandworms. Huh? Sandworms. Huh? Sandworms. Who's saying it? Sandworms. Who are you? Sand. I'm Beetlejuice. Sandworms. You hate them, right? I hate them myself. Even if they're babies, like they should abort all sandworms. That's 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 not a controversial opinion where I come from, man. That's all I'm gonna say. What happened pro choice? I'm I'm anti sandworm. <laughs> Bye. Who's gonna be this year? Oh, I'm a singing kangaroo. <laughs> Remember me? I almost made you spill hot cocoa on yourself. That would have been a bad thing to do. How are you singing kangaroo? I'm very good. Cool. And I hop all day. I hop, 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 pop. What do you say? Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely. I get it a lot. Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know what's happening. Um, oh, I remember. How can we forget me? If we're gonna if we're gonna make sure everyone's coming to say have a happy new year. The happiest in New Year. How did we even get on this? Uh, of, of everyone coming out. We are we haven't even finished talking about the movie yet. Some kind of characters. We I mean we just gotta get through it. I'd rather do this than talk about the movie anymore. Are you kidding? I'm sorry. You really didn't like it? Well, to me it it's just not my style. It it's not breakfast at Tiffany's. Which I wrote in case you weren't aware. Um, it's not in cold blood. I wrote that as well. Um, why do you look at me with such disdain? I really can't stand you. You know, I just noticed. I think it's the Droopy Jug and Carol Channing mixed together. I <laughs> think you just turned into Carol Channing. Oh, did I? <laughs> <laughs> um. He's wheeling out of here. Um, and Andrew, nice clay. Happy New Year. Goodbye. Um, and we hit them all. So, that, so that's the only things that you don't like about the movie that you can agree with to me on. Do you have a favorite part? Favorite song? Favorite anything? I mean, what's this is is great. Is great. I I love that that song. Um, the whole scene. Um, like you said, like you, you, we hit on uh, on um, I, I love Lock, Shock, and Barrel. I love the scenes that they're in. Um, yeah, I like the. Uh, I just like the energy of the movie. It it's an energy. It <laughs> I I no like. You have an attachment to it. Just like I, you know, just like last week, I had attached to a Christmas story. I mean, it's a better film, but, um, I mean, well, I guess we'll get there at the end. Uh, but I think another thing that sadly does affect it is there's some retroactive burnout on Tim Burton things. So for me, this came out, what, 25 years ago, right? Uh, Came out 93 or 94? 93, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just seeing it now. So, like, had I seen this before Tim Burton had made a lot of questionable films and decisions, I might have liked it more. But me seeing it after I've seen fucking Alice in Wonderland and, you know, other things, I'm burnt out by some of that kind of stuff. Okay, I could see that. So, like, and I, like, I love Beetlejuice. We've talked about I... You know, Batman Returns is one of my favorite Batman anything's. Um, we've we've covered some Tim Burton stuff. We've done Mars Attacks, which we both like. We've done, I forget what else. Even some of the, like I'm I don't hate Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Like I feel like everybody else on the planet does. Um, but there's a lot of other things. I'm just like, pick a pick another lane, dude. Like it doesn't have to always be this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And this, I feel like, is him at his peak, but I'm seeing it after I'm seeing him past his peak. It, you know, or, like, his style. Again, this 
This guy who directed this also did James and the Giant Peach, which we went back and watched, not for the podcast, but just on TV, and we didn't like it at all. And we both had fond memories of it as a child. I loved it as a kid. And for whatever reason, like, it didn't hold up. And Coraline we haven't watched, because it's, like, didn't interest us, really, but a lot of people enjoy that. Um, but still, it just doesn't actually hold my interest. Um, it's funny, uh, today on the Podswoggle Discord, if you are a Patreon uh, subscriber for three dollars a month if there's a discord um in arcade audio you can join it and talk with us on a regular basis the potswoggle one is is the the biggest booming one um we do a question of the day on there and my question of the day today was what's something from your childhood that you have fond memories of that you've gone back and hasn't held up which we talk about on this podcast on a regular basis and there's a lot of very interesting answers there um a lot of nickelodeon talk a lot of um Space Jam is what Tope had mentioned. Mm. Um, I brought up some of the, the other kid shows and whatnot. G- video games even came up. So I feel like this, I feel like Tim Burton is almost one to me. You know what I mean? Because of how fantastical and crazy it is. And then now you go back and it's like, well, what substance is really? I don't think this doesn't have substance, but to other things, I think it's, it's retroactively hurt it. So. I think that we'll talk about those when we get to those movies. <laughs> Not many of them, because they don't have a lot of them. I'm a big Tim Burton fan. That's fine. And I, and I like a lot of his earlier stuff. And I think that's the problem. You didn't really watch his earlier stuff as it came out, which you just were saying. Like, So I find that I like now Tim Burton stuff more than you do, not just because like I like that kind of thing, but because I've seen from the beginning rather than going backwards, you know? I'm so, not going backwards. This was just a blind spot. No. But you didn't watch a lot of younger Tim Burton stuff. Um, Bless you. But I also like Big Fish was another one that like I hadn't watched, and look, I love that, and that's a little bit more modern per se. Um, right, right. Okay, okay. I mean, even Sweeney Todd, look, it's, there's really no, I, I think it's really just been since, like, 2010. Because you have Alice in Wonderland, Dark Shadows, Frank and Weenie, Big Eyes, the other Alice movie, Mrs. Pentagreen, and now Dumbo. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's just not, <sighs> not my thing. So... Um, do you want to get an MVP and LVP? Yeah. I mean, I said on the uh, last one, because of Christmas story, I was going to let you kind of drive this, and unless you have something that's oh, uh, significantly so, so out of step. It's hard. It. I think it's a little harder to do this. I think it's harder with animated movies to begin with. Sure, I agree. But I think it's harder to do animated movies like this, where they have different people for example i, I thought th- i thought of that i i have an answer so, yeah so if for you example don't. danny elfman does mm-hmm. all of the singing of jack skellington mm-hmm. plus some other characters but chris sarandon uh who was lvp princess previously bride, princess bride, bride mm-hmm. does the speaking all the speaking mm-hmm. parts of him um which i think it was a really good match um, couldn't really tell you couldn't tell yeah. it was somebody different but it was somebody different mm-hmm um, I mean, I think he's the driving force of the movie. I think he, Jack Skellington's character is going to be the MVP one of these two ways. Um, I have it as Danny Elfman because yeah. as a way of, of, we only ever give it to a performer, like, like an actual actor, right? right? We don't give it to a director. I mean, uh, you know, we could give John Williams 900 of these fucking things or, you know, Ennio Marconi for all the spaghetti westerns because the music is the only thing we liked. You know what I mean? Uh, so this is the way to kind of honor one of them because his, his songs were better than his scenes, mm. I felt like. Mm. And then also, like, him composing everything, he's the driving force behind everything you get in the movie. Plus, he also was the voice of Beryl. So, so you know what? Hey, he's wearing all fucking hats. Let's give it to Danny Elfman. Mm-hmm. So I, that's who mine was going to be. So we agree on that. Chris Sarandon does a I fine job. I didn't really want to give it to Chris Sarandon. I do not want him to be in the MVP and LVP club. <laughs> it's petty. That's good. It's petty. Um, Catherine O'Hara as Sally. Um, I couldn't really tell it was her. Yeah, yeah. To me, 
normally she has very distinctive mm-hmm. voice, very distinctive... Kevin! Yes, inflections and qualities. And then this is very muted. So, I, you know... And I, so, this could also be because it was 1983. Has she done much... Yeah, she's done all the Christopher Guest movies. Yeah. Animated movies. I know... I know... I know that she's done all the Christopher Guest movies. I'm well aware of Catherine O'Hare. I love Catherine O'Hare. But I don't know if she's done any animated movies, so I wasn't sure if this was... Oh, she's done a lot of animated stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wasn't sure if maybe this is her first foray into animation, and maybe that's why it was kind of dulled down, but she's done a ton of animation. So I don't know if it was just the choice of the character or what have you, but... Um, is she your LVP? No, she's not my LVP. But I, I just wanted to talk about okay. her. Um, she might have been mine. Really? Maybe. I mean, based on everybody else, I don't know who else it would be. Who's your LVP? I feel like... I don't know. I don't feel like anyone else... I feel like there's only a certain number of characters who do... They have discernible... Anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a, a value of It's not substance. Oogie Boogie. Oogie Boogie is boisterous and charismatic and I a lot like of fun. I like the guy who plays Oogie Boogie. Um, like um, I said, the guy who Santa, does... Santa... I, I, I could... I mean... Make I, a case for it because I feel like it could have been... Different. More distinct. I'd more give you... Distinct. I'd, give, I'd give you that if you wanted to go. But, you know, I don't... I'm not really... A, a, Attached to any of it. Who does the voice of Santa? Ed Ivory. I don't even know who that is. He doesn't have an IMDb page. Let's give it to him. Okay. Or we could give it to Greg Proops because Greg Proops. I saw that. And I was like, what? Greg fucking Proops Greg Proops. Tony Cole ass motherfucker. Um, I would have been interested to see the narration that Patrick Stewart recorded for the epilogue and the prologue mm-hmm. that's not used, but apparently it's on the soundtrack. Uh, interested in that Paul Rubens always gotta love when Paul Rubens gets a payday um also Glenn Shaddix Otho from Beetlejuice the mayor of Halloween Town go figure that's what he would look like in Halloween Town um just just saying uh yeah I think it's I think that's all fair what was I gonna say Yeah, what else do you want to tackle here? I just think it's a, a class become a cult classic. I don't think it's a cult classic. I think it's pretty there there is this 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 tendency for late 80s early 90s like our generation like when when we were children like for things that were moderate successes to of... now be Huge. phenomenon yes. like hocus pocus that's what i meant more so it's yeah like, a, it's a cult not... classic is something like that rocky horror or something more so like it um like uh serenity or firefly is another one i'm thinking of just because of what okay, i know we like will, we will something that we will be talking at length ad something nauseum. something that never really got a lot of good ratings nothing that never really made money at the box office but like the people that have followed it, like like live and die by. Like this, let's say that made, podcast for another podcast. This made a good amount of money. This was a success critically, and now it's just like beyond anything. That's like if something today made the amount of money that's made in theaters, like it would not be, you know, mm-hmm. to the level of which. I think TV more so does that now. Like, Riverdale is an example. Not to keep picking on your stuff, but, like, Riverdale... uh, Like, TV is hard to judge anyway now because of streaming services and whatnot. But, like, Riverdale, only, like, a couple million people a week watch. You know what I mean? But you couldn't tell because every fucking store has, like, a Riverdale end cap of something. You know what I mean? Like, it's just different as to how it is. Like... You know, there's not a lot of people who who watch wrestling. Or who like wrestling. More people watch wrestling than Riverdale. On a weekly basis, I think more people admit to watching wrestling than Riverdale. Riverdale. Let me yeah, exactly. You just you just make it up. No, 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 no. Riverdale on a weekly basis, but um, no, I I I see your point. They're fair points. I'm going to the most the most recent episode of Riverdale, but people will judge you a lot more. Don't go go to the most recent one because it it has like one point. 
three, four, two million viewers. Whereas Raw, despite the fact that Raw is having some of its worst ratings of all time at the moment, always is above two, t- between two and three million people. Yeah, because two million people live in India. No, it's in U.S. You know how the Nielsen ratings work? No. Exactly. Um, but you. Get- I have a movie podcast, not a TV podcast. We're not. Don't even get any fucking ideas. Although I love TV so much, I could totally do a TV podcast. Rich, you need a co-host for Picked Up. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> rest in peace, Picked Up. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, it's it's just a different time. Yeah. It, it it's but movies are harder to do that. Like, like the problem now is that stores or studios will like go all in on something and they'll just release it and then if it doesn't work then it's like oh well shit put this shit on clearance and get rid of it yeah you know and then it won't it really won't come back based on its performance i feel like now um yeah it is score time for the nightmare before christmas i go first oh god if i'm not mistaken correct Mm mm-hmm this is a hard one for me. I'm just saying, it's. I'm not. Oh, what's it feel like? Well, it's also more difficult because you genuinely really enjoy a Christmas story, whereas this, like, I, 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 I it's fine. If you didn't like it, I'm I be get honest. it. But no, remember, I did. But remember, I, your score is not just about how much you like it. It's, it's also about, about technical. Your appreciation I know. Of I know. It That's why I'm gonna go higher than my head. I'm going as high as I think my head thinks is accurate, but my heart can give it. I'm going to give it a six and a half. What? A six and a half? A six and a half. Okay, well, I was going to give it an eight and a half. Wow, you're not even going to give it a ten? Like It's not a ten movie for me. Really? I enjoy You've been talking it. about this for fucking ten plus years. I know, but you made some valid points. Oh, how about that? I'm good at what I fucking do. I wish that the love story was more prominent. Uh, I think that, you know, with as with everything, like we talked about this earlier, on earlier shows, things that we watched from our childhood, um, you make some valid points. I wish that there was more of... Like the comedy, like the lock, shock, and barrel. I wish that there was more energetic music. I think some of the music that you were referring to that you didn't like all the other songs, they were like the love songs, like the low, lower energy yeah. songs. I love the pace that this movie sets. Um, yeah. I hate you. I, I hate how right I always am. And... It just goes to show which one of us is better. Uh, <laughs> so a seven and a half for The Nightmare Before Christmas is its final tally. It looks like somebody drew him. Like, literally, <laughs> look at his neck. It looks like someone just took a Sharpie to this box. This is uh, from Blockbuster. Um, good deal on this. $7 for a Blu-ray. I can't get the Nightmare Before Christmas on Blu-ray for $7 anywhere now. And that's why Blockbuster's out of business. Um... Oh, why are you looking at me like that for? I'm disappointed in myself. Because I was going to give this movie a nine, but then we kept talking and talking. (laughs) Oh, that's a great indication for next week's episode. 2018 is in the books, which means next week's episode we're not going to be reviewing a movie Next week is the 2018 Mullet Awards. Ow, what'd you just throw Zaxby's coupons at me for? Thank you. <laughs> um, if you've been, we started them live last year. Um, Should we have a category for best animated feature? No. Separate from best no, movie? No, 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 no. The Oscars do it. I don't give a fuck. I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Don't pee. Peek and see. We got going on over there. Um, so yeah, so it's a new uh, new year. We've went back and done all of them. Let's quickly, if in case everyone hasn't uh, gone to Patreon.com and gave given us money, and listened to given us money number one, 
and listen to our retroactive awards uh, for 2018. We're going to look to see what joins as the best movies of all time on Married with Movies, 12 Angry Men, Guardians of the Galaxy, The Wizard of Oz, and Get Out. What's going to join Worst Movies, Choices, The Happening, Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights, and Kazam. And who's going to join the best MVPs of Tom Hanks, Jack Nicholson, Robin Williams, and Michael Keaton. And the worst LVPs of Jennifer Connelly, Zoe Deschanel, Megan Fox, and Brenda Fricker. Of course, as we joked on our last uh, reward show, that's four white men who have received the best of the best, and four white women who have received the worst of the worst. Um, Yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun there. We have a a new category, best cast we're going to be adding. Mm -hmm. Um, So make sure you email us, marriedwithmovies at gmail.com, even though we're probably going to be recording this before we look at any of your thoughts. (laughs) Sorry in advance. But let us know what you think should be nominated. Start the discussion. Marriedwithmovies at gmail.com, at marriedwmovies on Twitter, facebook.com slash married with movies um rate review and subscribe us wherever you get your podcast once next week's episode hits the poll will be up through oscar season so it'll be up again the pretty much prerequisite two months for you to vote on and then we will announce the winners um pretty much the first week of march got a lot of good movies coming up for you guys uh probably sometime this next few days we're going to be recording our first actual movie of 2019 um with a very special guest we also have urban legend we have the entire rocky franchise um we're gonna have whatever movie we nominate for the movie we should have watched we're gonna have um we're gonna have uh serenity probably sometime in the summer once we've finally finished watching firefly because we also want to binge watch game of thrones before it comes out unless we have so much we want to watch yeah we have a a lot going on so uh that's our resolution to watch a lot what was our final you have the list right can i borrow just one of those lists just so i can quickly tally up real quick 32 how many movies you watch yeah i uh, can tell you uh 55 movies for 2018 not our best year but i think our second best year because x-men definitely helped and we're gonna have to a great start next year with uh with rocky having uh seven of those so um yeah, 2019 is going to be a pretty damn good year because 2018 was mighty fine itself. Anything else you wanted to add? Going out with a yawn on 2018. Very good. She they, is, say, they say end the year how you want to start the next year. Well, you're starting next year 32 years old. so For mullet. This is mullet. <laughs> Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. My resolution is to remind you of how, how old you are this whole Cool. In three weeks, you'll be the same age. I'm owning it this year. I'm 32. Arr, arr. Did you just pull your back? I've shit my pants. <laughs>